Oh, breakups. Despair. Heartbreak. Can you tell us a little bit about your first heartbreak? Yes. It was 2001. Was it? <laughs> How old am I? 28. How old would I have been? You would have been 11 or 12, depending on the month. Yes. So it was 2001, and I was with this girl. You had a girlfriend when you were 11 or 12? Yes. When you are a young homosexual. You snatch them girls as quick as possible? You, you snatch the girls quick as possible to prove something. And also, all the little girls who are very insecure with themselves love you. <laughs> they love a good gay guy. Because they love a good gay to boost their morale. So anyway, back to my story. 2001. It's a Valentine's Day dance. Dancing with the girl, hand on hip, hand on hip, swaying back and forth. And I say, let's kiss. And she says, hell no. <laughs> and I said, you're right. I don't want to do this either, but I got four boys looking behind me betting that I kiss you. And I got to do this. That's like, a, that's like a sitcom. Exactly. And so I lean in and she's like, get the f*** away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and she leans back. And she leans back. And then she falls over into the punch bowl. And then she does a little twirl. And I, and of course, when I get a twirl, don't stop a gay in a twirl because I will not stop. Gone with the wind, fabulous. I'm gone with the wind, fabulous. And so when she twirled, I like did a little dance move and then try to dip her. And then I ended up dipping myself because she left. And she said, I'm not talking to you anymore. And she broke up with me. And then I started liking boys the next day. <laughs> oh, heartbreak. Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Today we are doing one of my favorite books... Beljar by Meg Walzer, narrated by Georgina Marie, publisher is Listening Library, the audiobook release date was October 14th, 2014, the duration is 8 hours and 6 minutes, and the genre is young adult, fiction, fantasy, mental health. Ooh. Alright, this summary is taken from Amazon. If life were fair, J.M. Gallahue would still be at a home in New Jersey with her sweet British boyfriend. Gotta say that again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tongue twister. <laughs> if life were fair, Jam Gallahue would still be at home in New Jersey with her sweet British boyfriend, Reeve Maxfield. She'd be watching old comedy sketches with him. She'd be kissing him in the library stacks. She certainly wouldn't be at the Wooden Barn a therapeutic boarding school in rural Vermont, living with a weird roommate, and signed up for an exclusive, mysterious class called Special Topics in English. But life isn't fair, and Reeve Maxfield is dead. Ooh. Until a journal writing assignment leads Jam to Beljar, where the untainted past is restored, and Jam can feel Reeve's arms around her once again. But there are hidden truths on Jam's path to reclaim her loss. Z <laughs>
I have to be honest, when I first got this book, I wasn't sure what to expect. I didn't read the description at all. I just really liked the cover. Mm -hmm. And so I snatched it up with one of my free Audible credits and started listening to it. And I was not disappointed at all. Now let's do a little bit of history about this episode that you're listening to right now. So when Audio Shelf was first established in 2016. Last year. Last year. We went through so many audiobooks. And we actually recorded Beljar before. Mm-hmm. And we already had a recording. We are we were ready to set it loose one day. But then we decided we were going to make it better. Because yeah. at that time, Brittany only listened to Beljar herself. And I was asking her questions about the book. And so in order to make it better, we decided that, hey, why don't both of you read and listen to the audiobook Beljar? So that's what I did recently, and now we are re-recording this episode to have both of our opinions and thoughts in this audiobook. I like that spin because, honestly, the episode sucked because we sounded horrible. (laughs) It was just awful. We were nude. I was going to say nude. (laughs) We were also naked. (laughs) (laughs) We were new to the podcast world, so we were just getting our feel for things, but it sucked. Yeah. There was no personality. And now we have a personality to put into this mentally unstable book. Yay! Yay! All right. So let's talk about the performance of Miss Georgina Marie. This was one of the first audiobooks that I listened to on my own that wasn't suggested by anybody. So getting to experience Georgina kind of in just my discovery of audiobooks was really awesome. I thought that she was perfect. There was no size or traces of breathing in her reading at all, which is in part due to the high-quality publishing company. And she made me feel so horrible for Jam in her tone and in her emotional reading of her because of how young her voice sounded and just how how much emotion she was able to put into it. Mm-hmm. She has a fragile and innocent kind of tone to her narration, which really inspired the character. Does that sound too shitty? <laughs> okay. It sounds like you're reading from a script, which you are. <laughs> okay. She had this fragile and innocent tone to her voice. That really made me believe the character and where Jam was coming from. So I agree with you on that. Okay, what's your thoughts? Since you're reading my notes. (laughs) (laughs) You're leaving it out, so it's perfect. (laughs) Um, I liked her. I just don't think she was as special. Notes by Brad. (laughs) I, I really, I enjoyed her. I didn't hate her. I wasn't turned off by her. I liked her. I think she was very, it was very peaceful listen. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed her sound. Cool. Fragile and innocent sound. Fragile and innocent. Like a little baby cat. Burr. What did you think about the voices that she was able to do for Jam and Max and for all the other characters? I did not like Reeves' voice. The British voice that she really? did. Really? I, I thought that it was a very forced British accent. Really? I did. I started having a crush on him because of her voice. Yes. Oh my goodness. 
Yeah, I started having like deep feels for Reeve. See, I didn't like Reeve because he, I mean, we only know him for like, what, a month? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was just, there. he was charming. His character was charming, but for her, it was more, it was kind of like, have you ever seen the movie She's the Man? Yes. I was imagining Amanda Bynes' boy character as Reeve. <laughs> that's disturbing. <laughs> so that's what the... The narrator Georgina Marie made me feel. I was, I was like, "Am I falling in love with Amanda Bynes as a boy?" Nope, not not doing that. Well, I completely disagree with you, and I will fight. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, you don't have a fake British accent. <laughs> but overall, I really did like the other voices, ex- especially her roommate DJ's voice, and I really enjoyed Sierra's voice and. The other characters that came along. And I really liked Miss Quinnell's voice because she was like this very proper English teacher, reminded me of an old woman, mm-hmm. but wise. Yeah. I like those, but I just did not feel Reeve's voice. And if you want to go back to comparisons of previous books that we've, we've listened to, this narrator reminded me a lot of the same narrator that read Grover Cleveland. Mm. They had, you know, the creepy Grover Cleveland voice mm-hmm. was very similar to Griffin's voice. Oh, see, I actually liked Griffin's voice, so. Oh. Mm. So what you're going to say is hold my earrings. Yeah. I we did gonna... not expect. This is an unexpected turn of events. We going to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. All right. You better grab some Tylenol, girl. <laughs> <laughs> talking in a mirror because you're gonna tell yourself that <laughs> okay <laughs> so let's talk about the emotion that georgina marie had in her audiobook well i think that she did a fantastic job with emotion mm-hmm. as i said i think that comes through in her character voices for everybody and i think that the depression that jam suffers from is coming through very strongly through her reading and all of the other characters that are in the special topics class because the wooden barn is a place where troubled teens go Mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of emotions coursing through the school Mm -hmm. and i think the ones that we get introduced to she does a really great job at taking what their problems are and taking what their issues are and giving them a voice that matches those Mm. Yes, I, I agree with that. And when we talk about emotion, I do think that Georgina, she was invested in all of the characters. When Jam was crying and when she was reliving all of those memories, you felt something for her. And you, you felt that she was going through this this grief, this journey to get past the grief. But it was Georgina who made it kind of come to light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that her interest really showed through Mm -hmm. throughout every part of the book. I mean, I know that you said that you don't like Reeve's voice, but I still feel that there was a proper amount of feeling and interest invested into Mm -hmm. that character still. Oh, yeah. And I think that hand hand in hand with writing, too. He, Like I said, he only knew her. He only knew Jam for a month. Yeah. And I felt the love. I felt the young infatuation that jam had with reeve yeah and that was in part of georgina and meg willitzer yeah 
How did you feel about her transitioning through different chapters? What about her sentence transitions? How do you think Georgina handled that? I thought the transitions were done really well in the story. They're typical transitions with chapter one and chapter two, but then they also deal with characters leading off right from the jump of the introduction of the chapter. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if there were characters that were just one or two dimensional, then it wouldn't work and it would get confusing. But because she does such a great job with her vocal range and her characterizations, it makes those transitions smoother and easier to listen to. Mm -hmm. And especially with this book, the transitions that were important to me were in and out of the memories, in and out of the Beljar. Yeah. And that was very well done. Mm -hmm. And every time Georgina was reading a memory, because it was written that way, I was in it. I would I w- imagine like cloudy smoke, like that whole transition and you know, twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. And I just said tinkle. You did. <laughs> I said twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. Like in like, you know, smoke and then all of a sudden memory time. Yeah. And I was there. I was present. I was, I knew that Georgina was in those times where they were memories, but then also the characters were living out something, yeah. living out this oh, this could happen if my loved one or my life that it was was still there. Yeah. I think that was really powerful. It's just such an amazing book, like just how it's written and the story and the concept behind it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you figure it's such a complicated concept of jumping into a book where you live and have a different life, where Mm -hmm. you are experiencing something different than what is present time. But then we spend an equal amount of time in the Beljar and also in present time. And both of the the characters for Jam in present time and Jam in the Beljar are written perfectly. They're performed perfectly. It's not confusing, even though it had, it could have went very, very far left quickly. Oh, yeah. But it didn't. It didn't. I think the best thing about this book in general, is the meaning behind it. Yeah. Like, in order to to grieve a lost loved one or a lost lifetime, in order to grieve anything, you have to experience it. You have to face it. You have to face it, and you have to come to terms with it. And the way this author's mind works is how I'm going to have my characters do that is jump into a book, mm-hmm. write about it, but then also live it in a different way. They've, li- they've lived it before, but there's an extent where they can't cross. Yeah. Like, for instance, Jam reliving her memories with Reeve. She can't get to second base with Reeve. There was only that kiss. Yeah. And she can't get anywhere else past that because that's all in reality. That's all they ever did was kiss. Yeah. And I love that. It's It's kind of telling the character, this is all you got. Yeah. You got to deal with it. You got to come up with your own feelings about that grief of what you've lost. Yeah. Also with facing what Jam was experiencing, Jam romanticized Mm -hmm. a lot of the relationship in her head. And so when she is going back into the bell jar, she's able to see exactly what the feelings were at a certain point. Mm -hmm. And it's able to help her snap out of it and really figure out how to let go of Reeve mm-hmm. and how to move on with her life and navigate into something new. And mm-hmm. I just think that 
Oh my gosh, I still remember the twist because there is a twist in this book. Huge twist, which we're going to have to disagree on because it's a big twist. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was a huge twist, but I don't think it was a twist that I wanted personally. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It, I didn't need to have what I wanted come true. Mm-hmm. And when it, when it came to, I was like, no, like this is not what I imagined. This is not what I grieve. Like throughout this whole book, Jam's very secretive about what she's lost. Mm-hmm. Throughout the whole book, I was like, I was preparing myself for something, but that's not what the twist was. And I was like, oh, I was kind of let down by the twist. But then I realized this twist wasn't for me, you know, yeah. and it didn't have to be. Yeah. Kind of like Beyonce's Lemonade. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I get what you're saying about the twist. It was a huge twist. Yeah. But there's a lot of feels for that. Yeah. For me, I thought it really made the book to have that twist because you start to feel, I mean, it's it's Jam's first relationship. Mm-hmm. And so you really start to understand her as a person after that twist. And That's true. And how she handles things and how she's able to deal with her emotions sort of gives a glimpse into how she would be as an adult, mm. which is very kind of uneasy and it kind of makes you fearful for mm-hmm. when she grows up a little bit more it, you could also see how she's becoming a more matured adult in that hopefully way. hopefully and hopefully she doesn't redo what she did but you also see it's like okay so she's realized how young she was and how young she is and how much she has left to learn mm-hmm. in life yeah and that's that's i think the most positive thing that i got from the ending of the book yeah was that yeah. It's a very powerful message for It really is for young, young adults. Kids. Yeah, young adults in love. Oh, I don't know how many times I have clients that come in and say, oh my God, I love him so much. And she's the light of my life. And I'm like, dude, you are 13 years old. And you've known this person for one day. Yeah. Would you recommend to your clients that they that they write in a journal? Do you Is that something in your sessions that you mm-hmm. recommend? I mean, it's a huge coping skill that I talk about. You know, writing is very powerful. And even though some of my young kids don't want to write, they would benefit from it a lot because Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're writing, it takes you longer time to process things rather than just speaking and saying it out loud. Mm -hmm. And when young adults do come and with journals and pages, oh, I wrote a note to myself or I wrote a note to this person that I lost or I wrote a note to this person, but I'm not going to send it to them because I don't want them to get hurt. It's powerful stuff. And writing and journaling is a big aspect of therapy. And so I would encourage every young person and adult to journal Hmm. and write. That's interesting. I would want them to also listen to this book. Yeah, because the twist that we were talking about is not the only twist. There are two twists to the book. Oh, so the biggest twist. Oh, oh my God. I almost forgot about that part. Yeah, right? So I was talking about the first twist. Right. So was I. But the second twist, I was like, holy crap. That twist was what I needed. It was what I wanted. I didn't know I needed it. But when it came, I was like, yes, cover me in your twist. That blew me away. Blew me away more than a $3 hookah. Blew me away. Why? Why? (laughs) I'm getting ready for After Dark. (laughs) All right. Okay. Yes, that twist was, oh, it was everything. And I would listen to this book over again, not for the first twist so much, but for that second twist. Oh, because yeah. it just, it gave me chills. It just filled a part of my life. Mm-hmm. It made me happy. Yeah. it Yeah. 
completely. So, so how did you listen to this book? I listened to this book in about a day. Dang! I sat down. This was at the peak of wedding season, so I had a lot of images to edit. Mm-hmm. And so I listened to it while I edited a wedding. Hmm. How romantic. <laughs> I mean, after the first twist, I don't know how romantic it is. <laughs> yeah, I listened to this while I was walking through a park one day. And it was a nice day trip that I went on um, the park down the road. And I was just enjoying nature, picking some flowers, killing some flowers. I imagine you rolling in the flowers. Rolling in the flowers. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I also listened to it in my, in my car and... Just kind of hanging out on the back deck. So it was a good listen to. Hmm. Would you listen to the audiobook again or do the actual book or maybe a movie if there were to be one? If there was a movie, I'd be all in it like something that's in it. Yeah. 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 But I don't think I would read the book, but I would enjoy listening to the book because I knew of the ending and I was ready to get extra parts that I may have missed. Mm -hmm. But the narrator for me did not sell me on, oh my God, I gotta listen to this again. Mm. I just really like the content of this book the the most. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I would listen to the book again and I actually restarted it, but I I only got halfway because all the other books that we had kind of took over and I was like, okay, I'll put this one on pause because I already listened to it Mm -hmm. so I can come back to it later. So I, I have it halfway through it again because Mm -hmm. i did really like georgina a lot Mm -hmm. and would totally listen to her Mm -hmm. narration again yeah why don't you go marry her okay (laughs) (laughs) and i wish that there was a movie and i want there to be a movie Mm -hmm. but i imagine they would probably find some way to mess it up and change it Hmm. one thing about this audiobook that i really liked is that i went on to overdrive the app from the library and it was right there. It was available. Mm-hmm. It was a very quick get, unlike all these other popular books right now out about mental health and mm-hmm. 13 Reasons Why and, you know, all these other mental health books that a lot of kids are, like, going to. I'm trying to think of another one. What's the other one? Another John Green book, probably. Probably. But this was a very quick listen because it was available on Overdrive. So check out Overdrive. It might be there. So would you shelf or shove? I think I have this answer, but I'm just going to ask anyway because that's the whole point of our show. Uh, I would shelf it. Oh, that's I a would, surprise. I would take it down from that shelf. I would re-listen to it again, and I would put it back on my shelf and do the whole process over again every six months. Oh, okay. Well, I would shelf this as well because I just love the story, and I think it was just an overall amazing message. I'm so glad that you listened to this book and that we redid this episode. Me too. <laughs> like it makes me really, really happy that we were able to both experience it. Because mm-hmm. I felt like in the first episode, I was just like, oh, wow, this sounds like such a great book. Oh, yeah. And you were telling me all about it and telling me, you have to read this. You have to read this. And I was like, I got to. But I didn't have the time because I, we had so many books scheduled. But yeah. I had some free time. I said, I'm going to listen to that bell jar. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really good book for... What a person mm-hmm. in your career path because mm-hmm. it's it's really impactful and it kind of it's a different way of looking at love mm-hmm. from a teenage aspect that I don't think either one of us dealt with because we ain't crazy. Mm-hmm. 
We ain't crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. We're not even the crazy that spells with an A. It's a crazy. Yeah. With an K I and a K and an I E <laughs> and backwards dollar signs. So thank you. <laughs> so thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Audio Shelf Me. Like us on Facebook to stay up to date with everything that we are releasing. And please listen to us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Podcast, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. And if you would like two free audiobooks for the price of free, go onto our website and click on the Audible affiliate link to download the 30-day free trial on Audible. You get two free books. Two free books. It's that easy. And if you continue with the subscription, you get one free credit each month. Yeah, which is a free book. So you can get a book... That is $30 for only 15 because that's the membership price. Exactly. So get on it. Do it. Do it to it like Sonny Pruitt. Or unlike Reeve and Jam. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they didn't do it. They only kissed. Yeah, they only kissed. Oh. Hmm. All right. Well, we're about to break up with you. Bye. bye. Do we even say bye? No. Like, like don't we, we just, just leave? We just leave. We just slam the door in your face. Bye. Bye, bye. Felicia. Have a nice time at the Wooden Barn. Girl, bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest audiobooks for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening. They love a good gay guy because they... Natalie... They love a good gay guy. Oh, shit. Oh, wait, it was downloaded. <laughs> yes. Thank God. <laughs> Georgina. That Fuck saved you. a lot of time. Fuck you, Georgina. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're like, yeah. <laughs> sounds good to me. She certainly wouldn't be at the wooden barn. What is That's that? It's a barn. She certainly wouldn't be at the wooden barn. A therapeutic. Fuck. <laughs> That's such therapeutic a weird sentence. Stupid, stupid, stupid book rags. You're dumb. Like, why are you charging people? So wait, there was a Max and a Max Field? No. Well, I said Max. I don't know if that's right or not. Also, her name is Jamaica. Jamaica me? Crazy. And having eaten a flattened, tasteless granola bar, my roommate DJ hustles me outside. <laughs> ah! Sleuth. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. ha! I don't know what I was on when I wrote this. <laughs> Young love is a lot like lesbian love. Your first date, you fall in love. Second date, you get a U-Haul because you're moving in. Quote me. I'll not have that in there. <laughs> so offensive. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, right? Yeah.